our people and the people. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yo. Top fudge drink rum. Bro, what 12. episode is this, uh, bro? 12, uh, bro? 12, bro. 12, bro. We are on the 12th episode. 12th episode. Today we have. Wow. No. Yo, what's up, guys? Yo. Hello. Oh. Thanks for having me. No Thank you. We go straight, uh, bro. We go straight, bro. Straight to the table of. Top for drink. Top for drink, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Noah. You, can, you have a table for four. There's one table for three units. Table for three, yes. We are in a high chair right now. High chair. I want to be vibing. So Noah, welcome to Talk Pod String Round Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about anything and everything that has to do with the FNB industry. Sometimes we don't even talk about the FNB industry, like um, hip hop and movies. Yeah. Alright, six, six. Pandemic in itself. Before we uh, begin, because everybody should know who we are, Jason and Casey, that is. I'd like to introduce yourself, Mr. Noah. Alright. Um, hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Always love every opportunity to talk cock and drink some drinks and talk about anything. Yeah, so uh, I'm a culinary student graduate. I've been working in the F&B industry for about three years now, recently graduated, and I like to brew my own beers, and I like to get drunk on them. That's basically young me. Young blood, baby. Yeah. In the industry, young blood. Young blood. Yeah. A lot to learn. And you are a culinary trainer. Eh? Yeah, I'm culinary trained, but I'm leaning towards the beverage side right now. May I know which culinary education you have begun your um, cert from? Uh, I I'm a graduate from CIA Culinary Institute of America. Oh, you know, thirty-two thousand dollar oh. piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it, guys. So worth that it. That is probably like the most uh, uh, revered um, school in the world. Yeah, like, yeah I, I guess it kind of is, but then like after you know after you graduate, you, you you feel like hot shit, and then you go into a kitchen like a real kitchen for like first one month, and then you're like, oh fuck man, I don't know anything. <laughs> I got still got so much to learn, and then like everyone's getting you fucked, and you're like, oh but look at my chives, my chives are amazing. No one gives a fuck about your chives. They give a fuck <laughs> about how how well you perform in the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's it's. It's been it's been fun, like, It's been fun. Ah, it's like both a good and bad thing, cause you get like a lot of expectations. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of people, you know, like oh, dude, look, look at this dude. He paid so much money to go study when you could. I could have basically learned the same stuff that I'm learning if I was in the industry for two years, right? I'm sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Learning that's, by experience is always better. Yeah, but that's FMB for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Always, you're always learning. You're always. Keeping up with trend. Yeah. You, but you need a balance of both. About, about schools, right? I mean, schools plays a very pivotal role in, in everybody's career, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially for me. Uh, 
I found out that you know if if you come from like a very good school and you know how to network yourself in that school and you know how to do um, the best at it at, at at that school, you'll go places, man. Yeah, I think like one of the biggest thing or the biggest draw for CIA yeah. is the opportunities that you get and the people that you meet. And yeah. we were supposed to go to America, uh, but you know, COVID can't even fly out of Singapore right now. Yeah, but the the context that they give you, the people that you know, um, it, it is more valuable than than the lessons we have about culinary math. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's just that the network, the network that they give you, is a very good. Yeah. Like like um, if you're going for an internship or anything, all you have to do is just ask your dean, and then your dean will say, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll try to put you somewhere in here and there. You know, they've they've got all three Michelin star and two Michelin star, fifty best, whatever it is, you name it. Yeah. If you, you got you the money, you can go into the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if you can afford it, because like, how much are these places paying you as an intern? But then it's the grind. It's the grind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, stagiarship is usually unpaid. Yeah. And then you need it's, to pay it's... for your own um lodging and um transport over there. So yeah, it's like another school. It basically <laughs> is a thirty-two k, right, dude? Yeah, thirty-two k. Yeah, you'll you'll burn money. through that in in three months of um, stagiarship in Norway. <laughs> right? a, a lot of these places, also, you know, like um those higher end restaurants. Those when you get the stars, when you're on the world's fifty best, they all think like um yeah, I should be able to pay you less because it's your opportunity that you're here working for me is like in turn it's like you're, you're not really working for them they're actually giving you the opportunity so they're like yeah so your pay is like $200 a month and that's fine yeah yeah well sadly that's the um, that's the story morning glory it is the industry yeah. huh? <laughs> not a, complaining man not complaining there was a recent uh, parliament debate about this also right I heard about that too. The minimum, you know, somebody minimum asked somebody, wage. somebody asked somebody for, would you pay a minimum wage of thousand three for your staff? And then somebody said, no, you know, scaling business uh, and all that other bullshit. Uh, so, quite so what do you think about it though? For me? Yeah. Mm. You're 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 a business owner. I don't want to. Comment and stuff like that. If if <laughs> if they think Jesse wants to hire the, the intern for two hundred dollars, <laughs> he doesn't want this podcast to bite him in the ass. <laughs> but I'll be I'll be truthful. I won't do that. I think people deserve to be to be paid enough to to be able to do what they love doing. Passion yeah, yeah. aside, passion aside, we all still we all live in a country where, where bills need to be paid, and you know it's one of the countries that the cost of living is actually very high. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and we all got to live. No, to me, it's just that you know, if if you're paying, I mean, if there is like a law that says um, you have to pay a certain amount for um, like manpower, like a minimum amount. You know what's gonna go up? Prices. Prices yep. gonna go up. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. Like, like if if you go to Denmark right now, right? <laughs> Dude, McDonald's over there is probably like about twelve euro. 
a meal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over here you can get by by like five six, right? Over there is twelve twelve euro a meal. But thousand three minimum wage. Nah, not Singapore. Bro. I would nah, I would fight for a thousand eight minimum at least lah, at least. At least lah. At least. At least. Dude, 1,008 is like what I'm getting offered right now at most places, like fresh graduate. So yeah. that's hard, that's a long, long, a long stretch, man. Dude, I used to be paid 1,008 as a CDP. <laughs> <laughs> my first, my first uh, waitering job full-time is 1,001. Yeah. In Singapore. Singapore was, but this is about... Right, we're looking at like nearly 15-20 years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow, it was so bad. I mean, we still, we still survive. Dude, you still can party. Yeah. <laughs> no, we still party after that somewhere. Exactly. Oh, Those were the days, man. Now, looking at that, right? How the hell do we survive on that, right? Oh well. <laughs> Those were you the days. work hard, play hard, you know. Ah. Oh. Need need to unwind, ah. Uh. Oh no, you'll burn out quick. Do what? <laughs> like yeah. I always say, man, do what keeps you sane. Yeah. It always keeps you sane. Keeps you sane. And insane. <laughs> In the membrane. <laughs> In the membrane. <laughs> so, Noah. But yeah. Yeah. What keeps you sane, dude? What keeps me sane? I don't know, man. Drinking. Like honestly, yeah. people people think that's a joke, but like for me, for me, my drinking is more than just drinking. It's also making my own stuff. You know, it's just like experimenting with drinks, trying to brew my own things. If it works, yeah, I have a great beer to drink. If if it doesn't, yeah, I have alcohol to drink. <laughs> so, but it's, so you, it's about you're, you're, you're a stuff, brewer, like, right? A home brewer. Home a brewer. home brewer. Oh, yeah. nice. how, how do you how do you get started? What what got you into brewing? I I I remember distinctly like when I was in army like it was during my BMT period and you know BMT the what was the salary what not salary allowance that that was like eight hundred a month right and it's like it's a trash that's trash man like especially army you just want to party all week after you get out so like that, that life sustain. You talk about one point three minimum wage. You go to NS, bro. Yeah, NS, you yeah. at least NS. You have me eight hundred, bro. When I was doing NS, I had two hundred forty dollars for allowance. <laughs> As a That's bloody band recruit. <laughs> okay, that was my BMT allowance. Okay, then after after I POP and my first rank as private, I had three hundred and twenty dollars, bro. No wonder, no wonder. There's a bunch of uh, mental health problem in the national service. Basically, <laughs> man, can't sustain. Uh, you know, like like yeah, like your first book out. What's it? Uh, three weeks, right? And then you just yeah. like spend. You like you just hit the clubs, hit the bars, and just like everything gone. Then you're like, oh, where did my eight hundred go, man? It just came in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 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 that was basically me after like the third, second or third book out. Like I told myself some more. Like okay, you know, in army. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in camp most of the time. I'm gonna be saving money. You know, it's, it's, it's this is the time where I save for my future. Yeah, that's what yeah, that didn't happen. Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after like the third or fourth book out, I realized like, oh shit, man. I I still like craft beers, like, and you know, craft beer scene in Singapore is so expensive, especially like like two three years ago where it was oh, just yeah. like right now it's so much more popular, and you can get with so much local brewers, so it's a lot more affordable. So I feel. 
right, but right, back right. then it's like uh, one pint is $18 $20 for mediocre beer and and you can't really get a lot lah. so after it my third it, it was bottled right it wasn't it wasn't like yeah. fresh draft type of thing yeah 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 that, that only that actually really blew up like in the last two years I feel because in the I last one to two years the first craft beer place in Singapore that I know um, that has draft in it, like like a good um, numbers of draft uh, craft beers, were uh, was um, this place in Novena called Nickel Dimes. Oh you heard about it? shit! Yeah, 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 I drove by before. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to tell me about the place. He used to go there quite a bit. And I'm like, all right, if my dad's going there, doesn't seem like my kind of place. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so Dude, I, I, I met just your wanted... dad, bro. Your dad looks hip as <laughs> hip <laughs> ass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, put some context. I was just doing a pop up the last two days, and then my dad was basically like he took care of his because he's the he's the host of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> going around making friends with everybody. Yeah. You know? Like he was buying everybody food uh, I had to like call like that. You know like you're just giving me money if you buy the food. Like if you want free food, I can just send it out. But you don't, you don't put it on your tab. People want to order, let them order that. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> you're like stop, stop, stop ordering the stuff that cost me like thirty cents to make if I'm selling for like twenty dollars. <laughs> right? You're just yeah. giving me money that. That's our family's money. <laughs> <laughs> But congratulations, yeah. the pop-up was amazing. It was good, it was good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it, it's my first pop-up. Like, like, uh, it was stress, uh, you know, stress. You, know, you, you suddenly realize that there's a lot of, um, I'm sure you guys know running your own business, being in the kitchen for so long, but, you know, me, just I just started, just graduated, CIA grad, to know anything about the real world. <laughs> but yeah, this first pop-up, <laughs> this first pop-up, like, opened my eyes to a lot of things about, um, planning your own menu, what works, what doesn't, the R&D behind it, the food cost shocked me, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, dude, it really shocked me. Like, going, I thought, you know, if like I just go to those Tekka market, go to Chinatown market, I'll get the cheapest deals and all that. But then I realized it racks up so fast, and then like suddenly I'm just spending like eight hundred to a thousand dollars on just food for two days. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't expect that. That's crazy, man. I was like, yeah. ah. And the hours, man. And the hours too. The hours, the hours. It's like you're coming early, especially because it's, it's like, especially when you're doing a pop-up, it's your own name to it. You know, people are, and now in like the Instagram age, people are going to be taking pictures, people are going to be talking about it. Feedback is very easily received, you know. So you really want to make sure that I'm sending out the best possible food I can and consistently. So. It's, it's just hard uh, when, when you've been in the kitchen since 9 and, and pushing. But it was fun, it was fun. Thanks for coming by guys, I appreciate the support. Hope you guys enjoyed everything. Welcome to FNV. No problem. <laughs> cheers bro, cheers. Welcome to the life. I would, so, I would, de- yeah. I would definitely I mean, want to do a pop-up again next time. But, oh wow. Oh, wow. Looking forward. Take a break, take a break. Yeah. Looking forward. Um, yeah, well, coming back to the brewing thing, so you, you oh, oh yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so like, what NS, happened? Right? Yeah, so like, I was just spending so much money, and then I wanted to start saving, so I, I did what every Singaporean do, you know, you first you go Google like the Seth Louis, um, places to drink cheap 
10 places to drink cheap in town, 10 best happy hours, you know, so you hit up those places, then you're like, I'm still spending a lot of money. That um, I remember I was scrolling through Reddit, and then like one of the posts at the time was this guy, he was brewing meat, which is just honey wine, simplest yeah. form. Then I was like, oh, okay, this looks pretty cool. I had I had a few meats like from the cans in, in Singapore at that time. It, it, it didn't really blow my mind yet, because you know, everyone associates meat to just like a type of cider or like, you know, in the same level, when, when yeah. I think meat should be more like towards the wine section, you know, if you carbonate your meat, yeah, you shouldn't carbonate your meat. <laughs> yeah, so I, I started brewing, I, I was like, okay, let, let me check this out. Then I just saw like ingredients to brew meat, honey, yeast, water. And I'm like, I can get honey, I can get water. I'm pretty sure I can find some yeast. And then I, I tried that and and it was so cheap. But I, I remember my first batch, I, I brewed 10 liters of meat. So I took about two, three, two to three kg of honey. I just threw it into this uh, big, nice little cowboy that I bought for like $20 of carousel, I think. Uh, I, I put all the honey in, I, I threw the yeast. And this is my first brew, so I didn't really know much. I, I did a little bit of like Googling. I just poured the water and just left it there for about two months. Then I tried it. Oof. Atrocious, man. Atrocious. <laughs> but the alcohol content was... No, no. I put it in there because they said just don't touch it, just leave it. So I just put it in, I, yeah, because you know meat has got age, you know, yeah. so I just let it slowly ferment, so ferment, ferment. When I tried it, it just tasted like, I don't know, like just alcohol, like the very hot, not even like nice distilled liquid, it's just like the, et- the ethanol taste a little bit, mm. and then you're like, oh, but you know what, this is 8% and I got, if I got 10 liters of 8%, that, that, that works. So then I, yes. I, I, yeah, I, I started, yeah, so I just started bringing all, all, all I want to thank, thank, shout out to all my friends who, who has been my guinea pigs for the past two years. Every time like <laughs> if we had a dinner or anything, I was just like, you guys try this bottle, I made it myself. Then they're like, oh, what does it taste like? Then I'm like, yo bro, shut the fuck up man, it's just alcohol, just drink. <laughs> yeah, but um, after I, after BMT, I when you get your vocation and everything that you you are freed up a little bit you know a little bit more time a little bit higher salary that's where i started investing into um, better equipment and reading up more and not just throwing alcohol uh, not just throwing honey and water together right. <laughs> and then i started i think i started like making fairly decent stuff you know it's not it's not sellable yet i always tell the the benchmark of a good drink is if you can confidently sell it to your friend and not feel like you're ripping them off yeah, so it, it wasn't at that stage yet. It was it was definitely no more getting drunk drunk juice, but it's still it's it's still a lot of work. So then I remember like really throwing myself into it, starting reading up a lot about fermentations, and then you know when you jump into fermentations, you also start reading up about all the kinds of fermentations. You know kombucha. Then I started reading up into uh, ales because you can't really do any other uh, uh, types of beer in Singapore because of our temperature. Yeah. And then I started buying better ingredients. I started treating the whole... At this, at this point, when I was in army, I really liked to cook. You know, I really worked in the kitchen here and there. So like, I started treating brewing like when I'm in the kitchen, you know, gotta be super, super precise about some stuff. You gotta be super clean, um, take measurements every chance you get. And when I started, putting that much thought into it, I think my my needs turned out slightly better. And then when I obviously when I left army when I Wadi, um so much free time. Went full into it. 
And I think it was like the first year when I finished, uh, first year into CIA. That's when I produced my first beer that I said like, all right, yeah, I think I, I can sell this drink because it's, it's, it's no more like, um, I let my mom drink and my mom, wow, son, very nice. Eh? It's like, I passed my friend, he's like, hey, go bro, this is pretty solid. And that's when I realized like, okay, maybe this is something that I'm, so, I'm really quite passionate about this. Maybe there's something that I want to continue doing. So then I started looking into beverages, starting, started looking into the industry. And I was supposed to go to America actually, to a very beverage focused restaurant. But yeah, unfortunately that didn't, didn't pan out. Then I, I stayed in Singapore and here I am now. So this is the future, man. Nice. Fucking. Yeah. Brewing, brewing is like the, the baking of, of the kitchen. Yeah, 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 it's actually a very good, um, yeah. It's like very precise, right? You can't just yeah, you can't just like throw. You can't wing it. I mean, it. It, you have to be yeah. You, you can't wing it if you want to be consistent. Yeah. You because know? it's the you can't like hand feel. Yeah, it's the whole process. Yeah, it's like yeah. baking. You know, you're gonna you are gonna make a, a say you're gonna bake a cake, right? You get you off you get off on you you pour too much baking yeah. flour in it or baking soda in it and then like yeah. yeah. Everything's gonna turn to shit, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same as brewing, right? If you you add too much honey and then it, it becomes yeah. it, it won't ferment because it, yeah. And then too much water, too little water. Flavors yeah. wise, too much ingredients. The temperature wise, actually. Temperature. And if the, if the weather is like super um, volatile in Singapore, right? It's 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 gonna turn to shit as well. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. The past couple of days, man. I just don't understand why it was so Crazy. hard. Brewing, especially yeah, brewing, brewing, the temperature is like taking care of a husky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a husky too. Yeah, so, so you, know, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both so both my husky how, and my Bruce. That's how you <laughs> they, got your Bruce pretty well, bro, yeah, because you yeah. know that you got the husky. And then, yeah. then like, the thing with the husky also is like every I think one year one time they shed the fur. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah, the worst it. ever. Man. Actually, it's now like my dog is shedding like. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday when when I went to a pop up, I had to bring you know that Ikea that lint roller. Lint roller. Like my whole, yeah, I was wearing a black shirt. Then I I walked, I got into my car. Then um, sometimes I take my dog out for car rides. So I got into my car. Right, it, my dog wasn't even in a car at the time. But when I set up, I was just like. Oh man, look at all this fur, man. <laughs> you know what my friend was saying, like, oh, <laughs> you, you, you hug your dog to sleep, is it, bro? <laughs> Dude, you look like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so so since I got a husky, actually, that's one of my that was one of my arguments. You know, like, oh yeah, you know what? Both my, my, my beers and my husky both need the aircon on right now. Yep. In the long term, this makes sense. So let me just leave the aircon on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, craft beers have, have, have seen its um, rising in the past few years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, where, where do you think the industry is going gonna, is gonna to lead up to? I mean, so, okay, we've gone through um, commercial brewing, like, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, your Tiger Brewery, um, all these. Um, and, then, and then suddenly, all, all these people are artisanally making their beer crafting their beer into like a, a certain thing flavors like mango and raspberry pop yeah. up somewhere um, if you're gonna see the future and then you're gonna predict it where, where do you think it's gonna go to 
Well, actually, right now, I think, like I was saying, in the last one to two years, a lot of craft beer bars popped up in Singapore, right? And they they've been they've been really commercializing some craft beers, like some brands that are that they, they call themselves craft beers, but they are also kind of commercial craft. You know, it's like the first yeah. craft beer that you try if you've been drinking Heineken or Tiger your whole life. You know, it's something that that is slightly more price friendly. It's not like eighteen dollars a pint anymore. It's twelve dollars a pint. Slightly more interesting than your your Heineken. And it, it, it gets it gets people interested. So that's where I think the last two years in Singapore has been a lot of um, a lot of these distributors are bringing in beers that um, that uh, people like. You know, everybody is drinkable. It's it's nice. It's it's slightly special. It's definitely not a normal beer. Yeah. But I think right now where the industry is going is is hopefully what I I hope to see is is more crazy beers come out. You know, like where people push push. Push it a little bit, uh, you know. Like try with more sours, try try more aging stuff. Maybe even more meats, cause I'm a meat guy. More different kind of meats coming out. You know, it's where it really gets into into like you start treating these craft beers as like unique beverages. Really, it's not. Maybe you only can get one batch. You know, like wine. Like every year is different. Every batch is different. Yeah. I think that's where the industry. Can hit towards you know where they experiment with more stuff, and it may work in some countries, it may not work in other countries, but as long as you keep trying and experimenting, because I think if if you look at Singapore, the craft beer scene, nobody thinks it's 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 like it's overpriced or what more. It's very accessible to almost every day, man. You know, everyone right now, if you want to walk to any craft beer bar, I guarantee you they can find an affordable beer that they will that they will like. So right now, let's just go more crazy, you know. Try, try more stuff. Try more stuff with seasonal fruits, and especially with Singapore brewers, they've been doing a lot of great stuff. A lot of them pushing out crazy beers, a lot of unique beers. So yeah, just keep keep pushing, keep pushing the flavor boundaries. Keep trying new things, and so really go back to the roots of craft beer. Yeah, I mean, you think that that beer will actually go through like a wider surgence uh, in a way? People will treat beers oh. like they're drinking wine. They do really, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 The thing is, the thing is, beer people. has a stigma in a way, right? Yeah. That if, yeah, if you're is the beer drinker, right? You, you, you're that that bogan or the the, the rowdy, <laughs> the rowdy type. Yeah. <laughs> to say. But with with all this, is a it's a face, lah. It's it's a face. Because yeah. uh, me and Case, we we uh, me and Case, we are we are rum drinkers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Hence the podcast name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drinking beers too occasionally, but it's a face like yeah. everything in the everything that every industry is a face like. Exactly. Yeah, to the food, to the drinks, to whatever. If we talk about beers, cocktail, wine, uh, talk about different cuisine, uh, uh, it's a face. It's really just a face. Yeah. Um, one year this face could work, next year it doesn't. Uh, yeah. it's, it's more like a fashion thing, but right? Then, but, yeah, but then again, like if if you're asking me if craft beer will ever become like wine, like yeah, I, I really hope like the flavors and the effort that goes behind brewing a beer gets acknowledged because it's almost the same level of bring up. I mean, not bring off like making a very good wine. You know, there's years of trial and error. It's aging it. It's yeah. getting the best people in to brainstorm stuff. So, 
so and the flavors is comparable at times. But like, like I also like, said, there are a lot of brews out there. Like, like speaking about meat, com- more right? commercial. Like like yeah. speaking about meat, meat I can really see um, how it it will uh, it will be somehow more elevated than beer because meat can I mean you you can actually um, you can actually manipulate it to the point of um, what wine can be right you know it, it yeah, can yeah. be aged it can be uh, it can be stored in barrels it can be stored in in stones or uh, uh, oak barrels or whatnot then it will actually soaks up all that flavors and then um, yeah and yeah because I think meat um, because meat is also a beverage that okay firstly beer probably I don't think anyone will want to drink a 10 year old beer you know <laughs> or like a, a like, literally if I put a bottle right now they're like yo this is from 2000 you know look at this pale <laughs> ale and then you're just like I'm good man <laughs> but if I put a 10 year old bottle of wine in front of you and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is from the 2000s. You're like, oh shit, man, is that $100, $200? And you would be, you would be willing to try it. Yeah. Firstly, it, it, because be it works with age. Yeah, yeah it, it, with age, the flavor develops. But with beer, after like fucking five years, it's like, you know, <laughs> beer turns sour really fast. Yeah, it, it turns yeah. like, especially in Singapore temperature, if you just, like, I know some places, they just keep their beer in the storeroom with no, no cooling, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 exactly, and it's it's a very it's a beverage that spoils like after a year or two uh. <laughs> So for me, it, it it can age. The flavors will develop. You start getting more concentration on the type of honey you use or whatever you put in your secondary fermentation. Yeah. And for wine, same thing. You know, it develops. For it's beer, unless you're yeah, it's, it's got the complexity, that's the thing. But for beer, unless you're brewing specifically to hold the beer. So you're, you're brewing a beer with higher alcohol percentage. You know, maybe like a Imperial style, a double Imperial IPA. Ooh. Then yeah, with age, it, it could work. But either way, it's also a risk, you know. Do you want to try bring this 8% beer and leave it for five years? Hopefully that it will develop flavor and not spoil. Or do you want to brew like a meat which is you know usually 14-15% and you know that it will hold. And then knowing your market right, would people be willing to part with their money like part, I don't know, $50 for a pint? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, nobody would. Actually yeah, exactly you know. I think even right now if you're charging like beer and wine, if you put wine glasses, well, usually you can get a glass of red for like $12-$15. Yeah. Right? And that's 150ml. Mm. Dude, if I go to a bar and I pay $15 and the guy pours me 150ml of beer, I'll be like, the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that, is this, bro? That is, that is some Empress, uh, Empress double IPA <laughs> done by like 12 virgins or something <laughs> like that. Aged <laughs> <laughs> in the Himalayas, seasoned with sea salt. <laughs> seasoned with sea salt. Yeah, yeah, so man. it's it's very hard to get 
player out there, I think. But it, it's definitely, it's definitely been picking up. So with the amount of um, you know, those like Magnum bottles, those seven hundred and fifty ml. Yeah. Not not the anchor seven hundred and fifty ml that you buy from Seven <laughs> Eleven. Mag- like, Magnum, <laughs> Magnum is one point five, dude. Uh yeah, but for beer, it's like usually the big ones, right? I call them Magnums. I don't think they're actually called Magnums, but they are like big bottles, seven hundred and fifty bottles. Usually, they keep it in champagne bottles. You know, ah, with a nice cork and everything. Right, right, but you can't keep like a normal cork in it with the carbonation. Because a lot of craft beers is natural carbonation. You image just like... Yeah. So it's usually all those bottles in champagne. I mean, all those beers in champagne bottles. Like it's been hitting Singapore quite quite a lot recently. You know, like small releases here and there. But then again, if you ask me, like they're selling for like $48, $50. Yeah, if you ask me if I would pay for that. Yeah, even as a craft beer drinker. Man, that's painful, man. Just like <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it really is. It's like as much but, as but I love beer. But if it's a champagne, if it's a champagne, like like let's. Say no, it's in champagne bottle. No, but no. if it's a champagne, you okay. would you would be willing to part your money with it? Would you? Huh. Mate, I don't know, man. Champagne. Mate, of course, I'm not a big champagne bubbly guy. Okay. Let, okay. Let's, if say, it's, let's say it's if it's if it is a champagne and you are definitely in need of a champagne to celebrate something. Um, uh-huh. Okay, your choice is in between the two. It's in the same bottle, right? Uh-huh. The same effort goes into it. The same aging time or whatever yeah. it is. Which one would you buy? If I'm a champagne guy, or if, let's say if I'm a normal person on the street, oh, and you put you, oh, you, you, me. you, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably get the beer though. I'll, you get I'll, the beer. I, I may, I may get the beer. Alright. Yeah, but get the yes. Beer also. You get the beer too. I get the beer. Alright. Flexi like, on the gram, you know, like oh, only two bottles in Singapore, and your boy just put one in his belly. Exactly. <laughs> two in Singapore, and it costs fifty bucks. What the fuck? Nothing. <laughs> okay, but but here it is. Um, if you champagne, right? And you compare a beer and champagne. I think a normal person would, would choose a champagne, mainly yeah. because they, they know how the champagne tastes like, yeah. and they, they know yeah. that champagne will probably be if you're having if you're opening a bottle to celebrate, you're having guests probably, right? And they know like oh everyone here will kind of like enjoy the champagne, but for the beer it, it gets very it's a challenge. You know, yeah, like a champagne. Okay, uh, a red wine and most they use two different grapes, right? Uh, yeah. The average not sommelier person would probably think like, oh, this is still pretty good. But if a beer, if one is an IPA and one is a Pilsner, right? The jump <laughs> of flavors is huge, man. Huge. It, yeah, and it's like, am I going to pay $50 for a bottle of like Pilsner? And what if somebody likes a pale ale in, in my party? But for champagne, if I open a champagne, like, all right, you know, Uncle Johnny, all, all my friends, you know, my ama will all probably like, yeah, wah, thank you, Noah, buy a bottle of champagne for us, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, for and, beer, and, it's and, a, and a normal, even a normal person on the street, when stuff like yeah, that yeah. goes down, anytime yeah. champagne, no matter the vintage, even if it's a 1996 or 5, you yeah, open yeah. a bottle of champagne, and you let them taste, the, the normal person will still think it's just champagne, it's fucking sparkling wine, done. Yeah. <laughs> You know, nobody gives and, a damn and, it's, and it's a very celebratory thing, you see. I mean, like, like you, you, you give birth to a son or something like that. Somebody will open, I mean, pop up a bottle of champagne, right? And then it, it, champagne itself has that 
luxury connotations to it. Yeah. Like, you know, you got your yeah, champagne yeah. and your your caviar. I mean, you oh, wouldn't yeah. want to drink beer with caviar. Like I would. It may work though. It may work. It, it works too. I mean, yeah, beer works. works with anything, dude. Yeah. You know, from your fish and yeah. chips all the way to your um, caviar, <laughs> it works. Yeah, but another thing is is the the knowledge behind the beer. Like yeah. people want to know what they're drinking, so people want to understand the whole idea or the taste profiles that they. Like, I think humans, like, when you tell them, like, this beer has slight notes of mango inside or stone fruits, right? It will be able to associate better. But if you buy a bottle and, like, you have no knowledge behind this bottle and, and you're not, like, read up on whatever um, hops or, or yeast that they use, and it's harder for you to figure out what you're tasting also sometimes, like, for the average drinker. But I really but reckon when... that, that there should be a beer sommelier somehow more... Uh, I mean, there are beer sommeliers, but beer sommelier should be uh, a more Organized. prominent, yeah, uh, career rather. There is, like, there, there, there are levels for. But it's not as as um, it's not as good as poignant as wine. The thing is, like, wine has 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 all the system. You see, you can take like a very good accreditation diplomas of of getting. Uh, a sommelier diplomas and whatnot, yeah. but I I don't think there is for beer. There there is there is, but it's not there that, is, there is. it's not that huge. Yeah. yeah, like there's no such thing as a master sommelier for beer. No? Man, <laughs> there is a, there's a master. Oh, yeah, you get to a point where you get yeah, yeah. to be called a master brewer. The master brewer, but not not yeah. master sommelier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, there I, is a certain I, point, but I totally forgot. I was just thinking. Of... I would think it's just because the yeah, yeah, that... the business and the stigma to it in a way that that beverage that that needs to be served as fresh as beer. Um, I I don't think I don't think it can surpass the 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 wine in itself. Like like wine will always be wine. Beer will always be beer, and. Um, I mean, sad to say, and I'm hoping that I'm I'm wrong. I don't think beer will surpass wine in in its in its classification, in a way. Yeah, I. Yeah, it will be hard, lah. It's also the history behind a drink because what makes wine so special is also the history. You know, the years yeah. and years of of um it being treated as such a you know celebratory drink or like. Higher fine dining, that kind of stuff. Which in yeah. in 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 truth, it has its backing also because wine is used back, like the history behind it. But beer, the history behind beer has always been just low alcohol, more peasant, you know, more peasant. Yeah, beer. yeah, yeah, more peasant. Yeah, not, <laughs> and not it's the only royals. In, Yeah, it's <laughs> only in recent years where like craft beer and all that, you know, in the last like 2010s. That where people really start trying more stuff, you know, yeah. and oh, but meat, it dude, more up there. Meat, meat has a like meat has a story that is long due, bro. That it, it has a history. <laughs> Actually, I, I never really understood why meat didn't come out as. Like you know, it didn't elevate because meat is even older than wine. Actually, it's the yeah. oldest beverage. The, the first meats were found in um, Egypt. You know, with the pharaohs and all that, they were taking honey. Yeah. 
I think the main thing why meat didn't get so widely distributed is the consistency. You know, like yeah. there won't be farms like huge bee farms back then. There, there, there wasn't a way that people could could mass produce bottles and bottles of of meat. You know, because of the amount of honey that it would take back then, lah, in history. It's a lot easier. And then, I, I think it's a lot easier that 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 meat. Uh, it's a lot easier to make meat than than wine. Mine, wine comes from grapes, right? Like mm-hmm. you need to harvest the grape. There are yeah. there are types of grapes. The, the soil where the grape comes from is is a very big thing again. Yeah. Like like where honey, it's, where it's buried and all that stuff. Yeah, honey is is like easily available. No. I mean, all you have to do is just mm. find a beehive. <laughs> yeah, follow the buzz. Follow the buzz. <laughs> you don't really need to grow it. You see. You don't really need to cultivate yeah. it. Yeah, but um, the the consistency of the honey is also very hard to very hard to say. I think. Yeah. Like that, that's one thing as well. <laughs> even if it's in the same batch, right? Um, probably like different hives will produce different honey. I was at a meadery in um when I was in California. Um, what's the name? Hedy Hedrum Hedrum, right? I remember yeah. that Hedrum Meadery. I think H. E I D R U M, right? So what these farmers they would do is they they basically traveling. Um, they take their hives and they'll travel around to the local farms and let the bees pollinate those farms. So then, um, then they'll get all the honey and then they'll say like, oh, um, this meat is produced from this farm, um, with all these all these flowers on this farm, you know. And what the head brewer was telling me that yeah, no matter what, um. Even if I brought two hives to the same farm, both honeys won't, both meats will not taste exactly the same. Yeah. You know, because it's still a lot. It's a lot harder to control like wild and wild insects than it is to growing vines and the soil conditions and everything. Yeah. And if yeah. if you want consistency in your brew, you know, because consistency is what makes a brand grow and what makes any business grow. You know. Yeah. It is also very hard. So. You will forever be kind of stuck in that craft scene, I think. You know, you're not kind of stuck yeah. in that. Yeah. Needs need need to start cloning the same bees. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> clone, uh, clone those bees, uh, bro. Clone bees. Uh. Then you uh, treat, again, treat, depends... start treating bees like like wagyu beef and kobe beef. Yeah. Oh yes. And make sure each farm got like okay exactly two yeah. thousand flowers here, same yeah. same height, same everything. That temperature, that exact same plant. Yeah. And, yeah. and the bee cannot be stressed, bro. The bee cannot. Oh, yeah, the bee, cannot the be bee has to be happy. Yeah. Problems are there, and then the, that that itself really like right, well, there's a lot of money going into that. Yeah. Uh, that cloning yeah. the bees, the same. This you got to clone the same plants and flowers <laughs> to pollinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And oh man, and then the that the same consistency of honey to get. How the meat gonna the meat gonna cost you three thousand dollars for for a bottle? <laughs> But like that, that if, meat if will I... be the next champagne, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But if I tell you like um oh this this like you know when you have the knowledge, I was saying again the knowledge behind like oh this this meat is from this farm. It was during the spring, you know the bees were treated well and everything, right? And it's I tell you it's the different from any other bottle. That that's also an upselling factor, right? That's why you want to like, oh yeah, I would pay for this bottle now because there's no other bottle like this. It's one of one, you know. 
Yeah. Rarities. That's another yeah. that's another business point. But the sad thing about that bottle, right, is the guy you have to open it and drink it. Uh. Yeah, no no tasting. Yeah. <laughs> you can eat with wines that you can buy I can buy a bottle of wine this year and I can keep it in a cellar for the next five, six years and you know, pop it open and like, hmm. After that many years, tastes so much better. But with meat, if you wanna start keeping, like you wanna buy the bottle, you wanna start keeping for the next six, seven years. Uh, uh actually, meat meat holds pretty well. Meat meat holds like the flavors develop for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, but from what I know, right? I mean, I I uh, my knowledge about meat uh, is is pretty limited, like, in a way. But um, mm-hmm. I know that the Vikings back in the days drink a lot of meat and, and yeah yeah they usually get sloshed with meat yeah. and um <laughs> having having the vikings um being the representation of of what meat is i i really think uh, and, and that's where the 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 word meathead came from right like if you're a meathead that means you're like you know crazy aggro person who's like the viking I I, I, guess so. I I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the history behind like Vikings drinking meat or so, it's just like it adds a little bit of like any history behind a drink. You know, you can associate something. Yeah, I think you'll love it. You know, actually, um, I remember it was on my 19th birthday, and I wanted to do a Viking team party, and that's why like, I started brewing. Like, uh, I started like making my first big batch of meat. I remember. It, it turned out pretty like second batch of meat pretty shitty too but got, got wasted and, and the thing about me is it doesn't feel like you're drinking alcoholic drinks it's yeah. sweet it tastes the honey and then you're just drinking it like it's beer the moment you drink it like it's water or beer right? and then you're like oh wait this is like 50% alcohol I just drank two pints of this <laughs> that's like the right. bottles of wine dude yeah exactly and then you're just like you don't feel it then like next thing next thing you know you're just like yo who wants to fight <laughs> hey let's go to the octagon they <laughs> <laughs> just keep chasing 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 oh yeah, I love yeah. meat man meat meat is the thing hey, but, but don't cover it in your meat Home brewing in Singapore. What, what's what's the um, what's the trend now? I, I've seen a couple of my friends starting home brewing. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it like a big thing now? I think it's just getting more accessible, man. Like um, yeah. the the equipment is easy to come by, especially since Asian culture. And I'm sure some of us have like our grandmothers who brewed, um, you know, the red rice wine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and like any like if you ferment anything, right? Mm. The equipment is already in, in Asia culture, you know, like kimchi or that. You just need yeah. a nice bottle or like a jar and the airlock, and that's it. You, you and you need patience. That's the most important thing about any brewing. You need patience. Yeah. So, as the craft beer scene grew, people also realized that um, the home brewing scene grew. You gonna try brewing your own stuff, and with all our Singapore man, the accessibility to anything. I can order something from America and it'll, it'll take like what, 20 days to come? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, as 
it's how much money you want to put into it, how much time you want to put into it. And people just slowly got more and more into it. Uh, and with that power some more. It's, it's fine, right? I mean, like, um, from what I know, in America, it's actually illegal to distill your own alcohol. Like, yeah, you can ferment um, stuff, but you, you can't make, like, uh, uh, you, you can't make hard stuff. Yeah. I mean, you need, like, a special yeah, yeah. license for that. Um, yeah, distilling, yeah. distilling is illegal in Singapore, so. Yeah, you, you can't distill your own alcohol, but you can brew, you can brew your own alcohol. Mm-hmm. So brewing implies, because most yeast die out, especially in Singapore, where I, I give you, like, what, 15% if you're using a champagne yeast, after it dies out. You know, yes. so in in Singapore, you can brew fifty liters a month for each person living in your household. Ah, yeah. Okay. But you are just not allowed to sell it. That that's it. Right, right, right. right. For Singapore home brewing and distilling is just straight illegal uh, because the Singapore government likes to make money and alcohol is a big business. <laughs> All right. But what about those bars? Case those bars with rotovap in it. Mm. Ah, see, when you use a rotobat, you're not adding alcohol into it. You're just extracting alcohol out of it. So if I put my 8% um, meat inside, right, as much as I I bring it down, right, Mm -hmm. it's still going to be 8% at the end of the day, you know? But it's just probably the cancer. You can. I mean, you have that. The moment you have that, the moment you have a rotobat, you can. You can. You can. (laughs) You can. And I'm not calling out any bars, but I'm sure nobody just gives their own stuff. You know, that's illegal, man. But all the F&B industry is honest. Uh, <laughs> let's not go into that topic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, homebrewing is fun. You guys should. You guys should try something. It's very easy to do. You know. Oh, we will. We will try. We'll try yours yeah, too. Sure. Yeah. 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 We will hope you will be the one that, uh, you know, take craft or take brewing, especially meat, to another level in Singapore. Who knows? Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. You know, yeah. the dream of mine. Meat yeah. master. No, you Get know what? I, re- I remember meat about two years back, um, kombucha was illegal to, to brew on your own um, homebound. Yeah, yeah, kombucha is another thing. It's it's legal yeah. to brew, but I think you just you can't. Two years back, you couldn't really sell it, like, I think, especially because yeah. like technically there's alcohol in it, so you can't sell your own alcohol. Yeah. Like right now, like I see like so many people selling comp, especially during the whole CV period. Wow, everybody became a kombucha brewer, man. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, or on Facebook, suddenly you even see like like everybody you know selling kombucha. Everybody's a baker too, dude. Yeah, everybody's everybody selling everybody. cookies. Everybody's a chef also. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> everybody's Suddenly, starting to cook. Also. All the all the sourdoughs coming out for like then like those people that like bake bake for a living, right? I think the whole CP period was actually quite bad for like the home home bake. Not home, uh, like those uh, people that actually use it as a business because like the price wars were crazy. Like, yeah. I remember I, I bought a sourdough loaf for like two dollars or three dollars. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's so cheap, man. But then I'm like seeing people that have like those artisanal bakeries out there, all those like neighborhood shops that really just sell breads and they're selling it for like twelve, fifteen dollars. Like you can't, you can't win, you know, Auntie Sally selling her sourdough for two dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, man. It's crazy. Then the kombucha, the, the prices also were like going to like three dollars for one, four dollars to five dollars for one little bottle. Oh, like, oh Who's gonna buy kombucha anymore than this man? <laughs> but the good thing is when CB ended, all these like home bakers and home brewers suddenly disappear also. So yeah, <laughs> they all start to work already, man. Uh, I don't actually like this. I was just bought. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. So, in the next future, Noah, what are you gonna do? Uh, like, like, uh, working wise or career yeah, wise? Man. Career wise, I mean, you're the young blood over here. <laughs> well, we're, I'm, I'm we're close to retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm joining this uh this restaurant bar that's coming up soon. Then I'm gonna be helping them out with their fermentations and. Nice, nice. Some solid stuff, you know. Finally. Uh, oh, oh, and hush, I. Hush, hush. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, um, that I think it was a great opportunity for me also because, like, I told you guys, uh, I was working in the kitchen before this, and and if as much as I like to cook, it, I always wanted to get get more into the beverage beverage side of things. So when I met my current manager, he just like offered me like I, you know, it's always good to bring your peers to work and let people try sometimes or like let friends and family try, because like if they remember if you make something good and they remember, then they they can recommend you and that's how I basically got it. I like let someone try it. Like oh shit, this guy is got free stuff. They're like hey yeah, please hire me. I want to get nice out of the one. kitchen. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice one, dude. Nice one. Yeah. So that's Finally, what I'm probably making something out of the passion, eh? Yeah, and I, I'm just so happy to get it. Uh. Actually, I'm just happy to get out of the kitchen for a while, so. <laughs> to be honest. To be honest. But do you, do you think you still you would still want to cook? Like, I don't know. Once 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 you are jaded with this um, brewing thing. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that you will, uh, but. Yeah, 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 but I, I, I get what you're trying to say. Um, passion only drives you so far in this industry, especially. You can be super passionate, but you need you need drive also. And I think I would I would like to cook next time also if if I it's a big dreams of if I have my own place, you know, where I can plan my own menu, plan my own vibes, plan my own stuff. Like as much as I was I was telling you guys about pop up I was doing right. As much as the hours were one of the longest, I think I worked before mm-hmm. it's still I, at the end of the day I didn't feel that tired because I was really enjoying myself the whole way you know and like um, just talking to the guests and like saying that they like the food it's just that sense of accomplishment is huge and it is something that I haven't really felt before working in the kitchen you know yeah. That, yeah. that that responsibility of your name and your face behind the dish or so yeah. and basically basically gives you, gives you the drive huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's just the motivation. Yeah, it's just really nice. Uh, I don't really know how to say it, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think when I when I can plan my own menu and do my own stuff and like push myself in my own way, you know, I'm sure everyone loves it uh, to be their own boss. <laughs> but hopefully next time. But right now, just want to focus on brewing and beverages. Nice. All the best for your future. Hey, this is what Thank we do. We need to speak to more young bloods, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we're not that far from age, right? you guys are like what, 20, 29, 30? 
Thank yeah, you. yeah, bro. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm kind of, I'm kind of. <laughs> no, I've I been mean, um, I'm not trying to brag here or anything or or try to be up level. Jason, Jason in his 50s really what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> My back is aching all the time. <laughs> No, but but um, this is this is what I remember the most when I was young, like having have that bushy tail, white eyed, glittery eyes, talking about stuff, talking about food, talking about you know the the industry and the things, um, and and I really need you know uh, to to talk to a lot more young blood nowadays, because I mean that's that's where my motivation comes in now. Like seeing, seeing the people who are, you know, just on the rise, having having that kind of energy, it makes me feel like, hey, I should, uh, I should try to to inspire them too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think rekindling an old flame. Rekindling yeah, man. Rekindling old flame. So thank you, <laughs> Noah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I think a lot of like the young ones like us also they're just coming into the industry, you know, out of out of school or out of like army, finishing first time, like just the first few years here. I think a um, man, like somebody to guide us and to push us along the way in the right way, also is very very important. Uh, if not, like it's super easy to burn out super fast if you don't have the right mindset and mentor in, in, in this oh, place most definitely dude. most definitely yeah. yeah a lot of them just give up on the passion that they, they yeah. started having in the beginning and like ah fuck I'm just gonna do a 9 to 5 job for you yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> watch watch your current batch right now I'm Noah watch, yeah watch your current What's batch my... watch your current batch right now how many how many people are there in your class um so in a class, got 22. In a batch, there are two classes a year. So in a batch, about 50. Plus the bakers, which is another 20 plus. So it's about 60 a year, the whole CIA. Okay, you know, in, in, your, in your team, let's say, um, your inner circle, uh, the, 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 the class that you are in. Let's say about 20-ish, I would say. Yeah, 20-ish. Okay, I'll speak to you again in 10 years. And I want to know <laughs> how many are still... I, uh, an FNB practitioner, yeah. Yeah. I can safely say, mine, I think about five percent. Me. Oof. Yeah. It's it's a hard, tough uh, industry. Um, I'm not trying to put a, a, a wet blanket over your your energy. <laughs> Am I like, yeah, ready to work? And then you're like, no, man, just wait 10 years. <laughs> no, but, but, but the thing is, I, I, what I want to say is that, you know, you got to keep that, that, that fire inside you always. It has always, to be. Yeah, yeah, always. If it's a passion, uh, don't never give up. Man. Never. And if drinking rum is the one that keeps you sane, keep drinking, dude. Yeah. Just, you gotta find sure. you gotta find everywhere to try to just keep the flame going. Yeah, amen, amen. Just reach towards the goal. Like you said, one day you wanna you wanna have your own your own your place to call your own. Yeah. For that goal. And if you fail, 
try to get eyes, eyes on the price eyes try. on the price yeah just keep trying yeah. I, I have I have failed three four times and I'm still going on I'm still hitting towards the goal yeah man that's to, good that's good because yeah, if you if you give up then then all those years you all those hard work the, the hard work the time the sweat the blood the 30 yeah. over thousand dollars certificate that you worked for <laughs> will go to waste yes sir yeah yes, sir. so you gotta give back that's the truth la. it's you a hard industry yeah, but gotta, yeah. Keep, gotta keep the hustle you know the hustle hustle you gotta give back somewhere Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Giving back, giving back is actually one of the most efficient way to to keep the fire burning. Yeah. Have to yes. find a way to give back. All right, I'll take note. Any more advice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're, taking notes right now. <laughs> we're like doctors <laughs> right here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, first year in industry. Yes. <laughs> Your time is up. Uh, schedule another appointment next week. <laughs> <laughs> just pay, just pay the bill on the way out. Uh. <laughs> Speak to my secretary on the way out. Fix another appointment. All right, dudes. Uh, we are out of time, and we thank are you, out of time. Noah, thank you for having me, guys. No problem. Thank you for greasing the top pots drink rum podcast. Episode All right, twelve. It has been great. And guys, it's been fun. For those who are listening, keep your mask on and stay within five until phase three coming out. Yeah. This phase three until now haven't come out. Yeah, we we chef taking your time. Taking your time. Hopefully open soon. From three weeks ago, they are listening. Phase three, phase three, but not opening. Yeah, we're still in Dorscon Orange right now. We're still in Dorscon Orange. For <laughs> no. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Remember, like when the, the news came out, then like the supermarkets were empty of rice. <laughs> and now nobody gives a shit. Then. Bro, <laughs> don't say shit, rice, bro. Rice, Condoms were empty too. <laughs> All these people selling up paper towels on the shelf. Or... Alright guys, stay safe, See you stay guys. blessed, always bounce. bounce.